Georgia Virtue presents the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. Thank you for listening to episode 277. This week, we have a ball to the face. Brave stock, rock of the marn, the military is going to pot. Georgia boasts more of our money. Loosening the lav, the shank heard round the world. Reparations begin, party hopping in Georgia, and the effectiveness of Bidenomics. I'm Dave Roberts. With me is my partner in this endeavor, Representative Emeritus Ken Pullen. Yeah, hey Dave. How are you? It was your I'm doing all right, man. Doing all right. We're recording a little early. Yeah, we are. Uh, I'm going to step on a flight to Boston here in uh, about seven hours. Yeah, Boston's a great town. Good food, Freedom Trail, go see the Capitol. A lot of good places to go in Boston. So. I think it's supposed to, it's supposed to rain all weekend. Uh, it'll still be nice. Oh, yeah. I mean, the genesis of it was it was our anniversary. And uh, I said, what do you want? You want lobster? She goes, yeah. So let's go to Boston. Uh, very good. It was your anniversary last week also. Actually, yeah, it was. We had a good anniversary. And, and, and it was Wicked. Yeah, well, my wife and I took my daughter and one of her friends to go see Wicked at the Fox. And it was a good show. It was uh, two and a half hours. It was fully packed. And then for our anniversary, very romantic night, we went to eat Mexican food and see the new Tom Cruise movie, Dead Reckoning Part One. Tom Cruise is still going strong after 30 years of Mission Impossible movies. And he's still done a great job. He actually did a lot of stunt scenes in this movie. But it was nonstop action the entire time. That's good. I, I reckon I'll wait till part two is out and I'll watch them together. I know. That's what I thought after part one. When I figured out it was part one and two, I said I should just wait it for a while. But it was good. Good movie. Highly recommend not seen. I've not seen The Sound of Freedom yet. I, I hear it's very good. Yeah, and it's staying out longer than I thought. Originally, I think they were going to show that a couple of days in theaters, and that movie's going to make a lot of money now. And it's uh, I've been shocked by how the media has portrayed that movie with the QAnon conspiracy stuff and almost like CNN going after the people in the movie besides talking about what the movie's about. So that was a, a was we- the, very weird reaction. It was five years, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, it, it was made, and then nobody picked it up and sat there. And five years later, they release it, and, I mean, it blew away uh, uh, Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. It did. Which which doesn't shock me, because who wants to watch Indiana Jones in the easy chair? <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen that one. something years old. Yeah, and we, we actually went to the movie in Fat County last night. I think it cost us $36 for the reclining seats, which is getting fairly expensive to go see a movie. So I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll sit back at home and watch most of these for now. Yeah, and you have a pause button. Yes, I can get, go use the restroom without missing any of the movie. Yeah, and the snacks are a lot cheaper at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And you don't have to worry about somebody in front of you opening their phone. I was, uh, I was watching Jeopardy, and one of the contestants said that uh, she likes to read the IMDb or the Wikipedia before or as she's watching the movies. She'll go to a movie and open her phone and read the plot summaries of what's going to happen. Okay. Like, like, you're an awful human being. I'm yeah, who does lost. that? <laughs> yes, I agree. Jeez. 
Hey, you're in a nice dark room. <laughs> and hey, that bright white light. Yeah, I, I, start, I just don't go to theaters anymore. No, I, I don't much. This is like one or two times a year. We do see quite a few plays and we'll get to some concerts, but very few movies anymore. Now, I don't know if you saw this, but there was a big ouch in the outfield last week. <laughs> I did. During the home run derby. Oh, man. This poor kid took a took a, a line drive that was hit from uh, uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, hit uh, and took it off the head. Oh, God. And knocked this kid, knocked this kid out. Just like a, a sack of bricks hit, hit in the ground. Pow. Done. And, and, and when you're watching a home run derby, this is, I've always thought it was so cool, but this is all the kids out running in the outfield when the guys don't hit a home run. But most of the time, those balls are like line drives that they miss. And they're coming in there hot and really, really fast. Yeah. First of all, catch the damn ball. <laughs> well, yeah. There you go. At least get the at least defend yourself. Get your glove up. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, I hate to criticize somebody who was was later seen with a bandage and ice pack around. I don't know if it's his or her because they they obviously didn't disclose the name of a minor and a victim. <laughs> um, but. How long will do you think MLB will continue to do this? I don't know because I've always thought it was cool. But if I've I've always also thought with all those kids running around, I mean they're out there banging in each other and they're colliding. I did think it was a little dangerous for them to be out there, but it's, I guess it's not the worst thing a bunch of twelve and thirteen year olds could be doing. But exactly, but they'll probably counsel for next year. Somebody will get mad and. That'll be the end of kids running around in outfield catching shag balls. Or not even shag balls, but uh, line drives. Well, what they're doing is they're returning the balls to, to, to the infield so they can get back into the bucket. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, not, it's not like uh, like live baseball where once, once the ball touches the ground or gets scuffed or anything else that they, they discard it. Because they go through so many pitches. I mean, it, it's, uh, 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 they, they reuse them. Yeah, I'm not a big fan right. of the format for the home run derby anymore. I used to like where they had so many outs and they could hit until, you know, whatever it was, 10, 15, 20 outs. I don't like this. You get two minutes or one minute and you can just hit as fast as you can. I, and if you if you hit two over 440 or whatever, you get an extra 30 seconds. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the format now. No, they, they've turned something that, that can be done in an hour mm-hmm. to a three-hour event. Yep. I couldn't believe how many people were in the stands. Yeah, there were a lot. And it was in Seattle, right? It was. Ken Jennings, speaking of Jeopardy, was there. <laughs> they focused it on him. He's, he's a, a big Mariners fan. I'm sure he'll have some kind uh, of question around it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't I, I, I don't care about it. I mean, I, I, it was, I mean, whatever. I don't care about the All-Star game either, but I'll, I'll say, you know, I'll keep it on as, as background noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I just, I just, I think the All Star Game is fun, and you get to see some really good athleticism. Uh, Austin Riley, the Braves' third baseman, had a great play where he took a line drive and had to take it, go down to a knee, and then a snap throw over from his knee over to first and threw the guy out. Yeah, I mean the Braves are amazing this year, and they're very exciting to watch. I can't wait to see what happens in the second half. And then when do they start again, Dave? They got a game. 
No, no, they're playing well, as the it, recording comes well, out. As, they as will we, have played over the yeah, weekend. As, as the show drops, it, 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 it was Friday. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, uh, the two Braves pitchers that were selected did not pitch, uh, and I don't blame them. Stay fresh. It's more important to, to come back in the second half. Enjoy the festivities. Go go to the red carpet and enjoy the game. Enjoy all the celebrities around you and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Just there's, there's no reason for them to, to to tax their arms. Yeah, I agree with you. And there was one pitcher, I don't remember what team it was, uh, that felt a strain after throwing a couple of pitches, and, and they went and got him. You know, <laughs> thankfully, they, they went and got him. And I think it was American League, because I think it was Dusty Baker said, no, we're not taking any chances with these guys. It doesn't matter who they play for. Uh, we need to get them back to their teams healthy. Yep. So on the subject of baseball, Liberty Media is giving up the Braves, sort of. The the Braves are going public. Yeah, uh, this was a, a very cool story stops. this week. Yeah. I was surprised that this happened. I didn't see this coming, or maybe I just missed what was going on. I guess it was announced last year, but I wasn't paying any, any attention to it. <laughs> so they're going to be a publicly traded. So they're going to be a publicly traded company now on the Nasdaq, up under basically the BATR symbol. Uh, how many teams are publicly traded like this? This no is no idea. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of teams that are publicly traded that. I know, I know the Packers are. Yeah, because you kind of buy shares a, in the Packers. I mean, it's the same concept. They sell so many shares, and then you can reselling. Or resell them. Yeah, most people don't. They hand them down from from uh, from uh, parent to child. Yeah, right, right. But I, I don't know how many are actually on the Nasdaq. Versus, you could always own a piece of the Braves with Liberty Media. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Liberty Media will retain majority ownership. Okay. Now, so mo- when I say that they're out of it, sort of. Now, most of the time when this occurs, when you go like from private to public, is to raise money or was there any reason given for going public on the, the stock exchange? Because there's a lot more reporting requirements that you have to do. It's, you know, it's a lot bigger deal. Nothing, nothing I found. I, I, maybe Liberty Media is, is struggling a little bit. Um, and, anyway, that, and look, maybe, and the answer maybe my- it's just that... that, that the iron is so hot because they announced this last year. Yeah. So they were coming off of a off a World Series win in a uh, pennant chase when yep. this was announced, and now this year when it, when it's actually going to happen as the show drops tomorrow, it, it, it'll it'll happen and the you'll uh, be able to actually buy the stock on Wednesday. So the only other teams that are publicly traded are Manchester United and soccer or football, how my friends would say, the New York Knicks, New York Rangers. Some team I've never heard of, Juventus FC, I'm sure that's soccer. That's uh, a football club, yeah. Toronto Blue Jays, Atlanta Braves. So there's very few teams that are – the Braves are the only uh, – besides Toronto Blue Jays, the only other major league team that's traded. Very interesting. Be interesting to see what the uh, initial offering price is. Yes, it will be. It's interesting how I wonder how that impacts contracts and anything like that being publicly traded. Uh, so, yeah, this will be cool to watch and see what happens. I think it'll raise a bunch of money, but they're not the the Braves themselves aren't hurting for money. No, not at all. They've got tons of sellouts, mm-hmm. jerseys flying off the shelves. Mm-hmm. Um, hell, they, they they sold those replica rings and and, and I mean the real gold ones. Uh, they well, the TV money is is. is so so because Bally's been having problems, right? Uh, I miss the old Sports South days. 
Yeah, this is cool. I I can't wait to see what the stock does. Yeah, I'm going to have to to buy a couple shares. I I don't know. Do you know what it'll be listed at, the listing price when it comes out? No idea what the uh, initial price offering is, what the IPO is. All right, we'll have to keep an eye on this. No idea. But it's something I might buy for my, I've got one nephew who's really into the baseball and really into Braves. Yeah, that'd be cool. And uh, uh, yeah, get him that for Christmas and get him a, a jersey that says owner on the back of it. Yeah, no doubt. So we have a dude, a veteran who stole a Humvee on Fort Stewart, Stewart and crashed it into the third ID building, Rock of the Marne. Yes, this is a uh, Treman Lacey, thirty nine. Jeez, uh, I, yeah, I, I missed this story this week. This is very interesting. Well, it made it around the government pages. More, more like a joke. <laughs> I think it was Army WTF moments uh, that that, sh- that showed the Humvee buried into the building. But the rest of the details hadn't come out yet when I first saw it. Uh, he's. <laughs> How long had this guy been? With the, yeah, how long had be, he been a veteran? So he he was in the Iraqi War. How long had he be, had he been out of service? He'd been out for a little while, okay, as I recall. Uh, without any knowledge of his medical history, or I know I, I remember he was a, he was a, a vehicle mechanic, but that doesn't mean he, he nothing bad happened to him. Mm-hmm. But this seems like a psychotic episode. Yeah, it does. You know, whether it's PTSD or traumatic brain injury, something like that. I mean, at, at, at what point do you do you, do you go on to post with with your uh, uh, with your retired IT card? And I think he was only in for ten years and retired, which means he was medically retired, most likely. Okay. Uh, steal a Humvee, and look, Humvees most military vehicles, land vehicles, don't require keys. Mm-hmm. Now they they we used to have cable locks that that would loop around the steering wheel, and they have different mechanical locks and and all that stuff. But if a vehicle's unlocked, unsecured for whatever reason, whether it's sitting in the motor pool about to get worked on, whatever, you hop in, you turn the toggle switch, warm up the engine, which in, in Fort Stewart in summertime doesn't take long, crank it up and roll off. So is this an easy thing that veterans have access to when they come onto a base? I mean, is it? Typical that a veteran would be able to get that close no. to yeah. That's what I was wondering. How this? No. Okay. I would. I would assume he knew some of the guys there and was 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 talking to him. Just visiting his buddies like or something. Okay. Yeah, I mean, look. Can you freely walk around post and just hop in a vehicle? No. Uh, with a with your with your uh, retired ID card, you can go go to the commissary, go to the class six, which is the liquor store. Mm-hmm. Uh, go over to AFES, uh, which is the the PX or uh, BX if you're in the Navy. Uh, so you have access to different. You obviously have access to all the veteran services that are on post. Okay. So you can go get your ID cards printed. You can go uh, if you've got med- four stores. A big medical area too. So if you can go obviously to the hospital if you need to. But it it makes me wonder if there wasn't something that just caused this guy to snap. Yeah. It sounds like it. Something was going on. This doesn't sound like a normal behavior. Like you mentioned earlier. Yeah. This is, this is not, this is not the actions of a sane man. And I understand they get him charged and they have, they have to do that. But at some point they're going to do a, a, an evaluation of this guy. So if he got charged and actually found guilty of this crime, where would he serve? Would he serve in uh, I guess he'd serve in a government prison. I mean, is it, would he serve, at Fort Stewart, or would they ship them off somewhere else? Uh, 
I don't know. I think he would go to federal prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, do, I don't think he's subject to the UCMJ, but I, but I, but, but I don't know for sure. UCMJ is Uniform Code of Military Justice. Well, hopefully they get this guy checked out. If there's something wrong, he can get the proper medical care because this is not a normal type activity that people engage in. Yeah, you just don't wake up one morning and go, you know what? I'm, I'm going to crash. I'm going to crash a vehicle into that building. Yeah, on a on a base. <laughs> yeah, and didn't hurt anybody. Right. He, I was, you know, it's not like he waited till till four o'clock when when everybody's leaving and then tried to mow down a bunch of people. Yeah. It, 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 he just gra- grabbed a vehicle and and rammed it rammed it into the building. Yep. I mean that that has to be a. Uh, I mean. Th- an amount of frustration and and just snapping mm-hmm. at that point. But carrying on with the green theme, there are motions in Congress to ease up on marijuana regulations in the military. Marijuana. Like I just had some. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a bipartisan effort. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Uh, with several proposals that are out there, including one from Matt Getz to eliminate testing for pot in the military as a whole. Yeah, I didn't see that coming from Matt. Uh, Representative Gates is down in a panhandle area of Florida, a real big uh, MAGA Republican, and I didn't see him pushing this through. But uh, yeah, it is. Like you said, it's very bipartisan. And what is this? Basically just say we're not testing for pot anymore in the military? Well, it'd be part of the Defense uh, Spending Authorization Act, whatever it's whatever it's called. How much do they actually uh, test for marijuana and, and illegal drugs in the military? Is it like a once a month type thing, or is it very, no, just no, it's, random? It's, it's random. Okay. It, it really depends. Uh, I've got. I had a buddy who uh, made a joke. We were on a, a timed ruck march, mm-hmm. and I, I said, "Man, I said, Rob, how, how do you how do you?" Uh, uh, how do you move so fast? He goes, easy. I smoke a blunt, and that way I can't feel my legs. And he came up hot every month. They came, his name randomly came up. <laughs> and he finally is like, look, it was a joke. It was a joke. Now, now look, this doesn't mean that that you you can roll roll around on post with, with a sack of weed in your pocket. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean they're legalizing it. Uh, it simply means they're not going to test for it. Yeah, so if you still so got caught if, with marijuana on base, you'd still be in trouble. Or if you got caught, I guess, anywhere with marijuana, you'd still be trouble. They're just not going to test you for it any longer. Yeah, well, if if these proposals go through, one is to ease ease uh, uh, pot stuff on enlistment, and I assume that means pot convictions. Because mm-hmm. if you're too dumb to lie when your recruiter asks you if you've ever smoked pot, you're too dumb. Is it, what's going on or, here, though? Is this because, I mean, are they trying to ease up certain regulations because recruitment's not going well and we're trying to get more people re, in the military? Retention milit- is crap. Yeah, right. Retention's crap and recruitment's crap. Yep. I was wondering if this was part okay. of just a, kind of a back way to make it easier to serve and not, you know, because if you're not getting tested, a lot of people do smoke marijuana now or use it uh, gummies in different ways. So does this help with retention and recruitment? And it might. Yeah, it probably it does. Might. And look, if if you show up high, it's just like showing up drunk. Mm-hmm. You know, if if they don't test for it, but look, if if you sh- if you show up high and they say, look, we suspect you're high on marijuana, and they test you, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. Whether that's a career ender or you go to the substance abuse uh, 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 counseling thing, 
I don't know. Yeah. And it really depends. It depends on the troop. It depends on uh, how, how many times that person's been in trouble. If, if he's got a clean record and honestly in the army, a good PT score, he'll, he'll go, he'll go to the substance abuse aversion program or whatever, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. No, I will say I showed, showed up for PT still drunk a few times. <laughs> Isn't physical therapy a huge deal in the army now and in, in no, the branches? No, it, it, physical, physical training. Yeah, but I, well, I mean, they're just saying, I mean, I guess what I'm getting at is the condition of people trying to join now uh, is oh yeah is not good, uh, and they're having to be a lot more lax on people now getting through basic training and uh, it's well, just, it's tiered. Yep. Okay. It really is. If you're if you're if you're in special operations, you know we we had a higher standard mm-hmm. uh, up up to including timed ruck marches with with a minimum amount of weight on your back. Uh, uh, obviously, the the normal PT test uh, and, and other and other requirements. Same same thing goes for frontline infantry units. They have a higher standard, even though the army says you can get by at sixty percent. I have no idea what it is now, but you can get by at sixty percent or whatever. Uh, they're like, no, our standard is eighty-five. Okay, and if you don't hit if you don't hit eighty-five, we're going to what's called an Article Fifteen. They'll 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 start they'll start paperwork working you out of the unit. But if you're in cybersecurity, if 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 you're never going to leave a bunker in Colorado, <laughs> a lot different. What what damn difference does it make? <laughs> yes, I mean it'd be nice if you were still in decent shape, but I got you. Yeah, healthy. You don't need to do fifty pull-ups and. And two hundred push-ups every day, right? I mean, it's it's it, you still need to be healthy, mm-hmm. but you you can get fatted out of the army. Yep, and then they will absolutely fat you out of the army. I mean, I that's just that's just the way it is. And sometimes sometimes they'll do a general discharge. Sometimes they'll do a medical. Um, it just it just real again depends on the troop. If if everything else is good about this person and they just can't make weight. They'll kind of show them the door, but I guarantee you right now, recruiters are calling them going, hey, we want you back. Yes. Just lose a few we'll pounds and we need way. you back. The, the old joke is there are 10, uh, there are 10 gems on post. Jeez. There are 20 chow halls. <laughs> so there's always a chow hall between you and the gem. That's funny. But it's all the, it's all the stuff we do to make, to make, uh, to make it comfortable. Hey, look, and morale is a big thing. Yep. So if you're in good shape, having a Burger King on post, there's nothing wrong with go, going and get a go, getting a Whopper mm-hmm. uh, on occasion. You know the, the guys that stay in shape, and and you know when I was when I was really in shape, I was I was working, I was doing PT in the morning, uh, hitting the gym in the afternoon, and then usually doing a run in the evening, <laughs> three times a day. That's and, tough. And then power power down a, a case of beer at night. <laughs> You know, a case of beer and a, and a pizza at night, or something like that. So it's not healthy living. No, just, but you can do that when you're working shape. out that much. Yeah, you can burn through some pizza and beer if you're working out three, four times a day. Yeah, until you have still, until you have uh, uh, rums coming out of your pores as you're <laughs> as you're running in the morning, and the guys behind you could smell it. <laughs> I once had a guy who had the had the alcohol poos, and he's one of the most fit people you you ever meet. Uh, drop out of a run and drop into the woods and came back without socks. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so, Georgia tax revenue is up for the third consecutive year. Yeah, Woo-hoo. which which is it's, it's just you know it's a headline that sounds good, right? I mean, we've got tax revenues up means we're not in a recession and. 
a lot of money's coming into the government. Uh, what you'll see here is that ta- the fiscal budget for Georgia runs uh, July 1st through June 30th. So that's why we're talking about this story at this point in time, because they've they've said, OK, now for the fiscal year 2023, this is a revenue that came in last year. It actually was a five billion dollar surplus. So if you look back a couple of years in 2021, we had a three point seven billion dollar surplus, six billion in 2022. And now another $5 billion surplus this year. So our budget was around $32, $33 billion. Uh, so we collected about $38 billion in tax revenue. Well, I don't think they're going to cut taxes. Uh, I don't either, <laughs> which is a concern with this. When, yeah. when, when, they, when they come back with a quarter percent decrease... They, uh, all the reps come back just just kissing their own asses. Look what we did for you. We cut it by this many billion. No, you gave me a quarter percent back. Yes, yeah, so if you make $100,000, I gave you $250 back, uh, which, you know, it's, right. money's money. You know, that's the, that's the weird thing here. Look, it's great that Georgia's got a, is a great state, great economy, bringing in all this tax revenue. On the other hand, the more money government brings in, the more money they're going to spend. And they're going to find some way to spend this money. But you're right. They'll also say, hey, we'll, we'll give you 500 bucks back. Well, you know, when you look at $5 billion, that's a, you know, that's a large chunk. That's more than $500 per person. Uh, so I'd love to see like you did. I'd love to cut corporate tax. I'd love to cut the income tax down more. Uh, let's really substantially deduct or cut uh, the uh, income taxes and see what happens then. Instead of just stockpiling all this money back and spending it on more pet projects, which is what you'll see come out of this. Absolutely. That's what we're going to see. Yep. Absolutely. That's exactly what we're going to see. Yeah. Well, I mean, more raises for teachers. My wife's a teacher, so I don't mind the raises. I was was about... Uh, but you yeah. took the words out of my mouth. Yeah, but there'll be another It'll two be or three thousand. Yeah, there'll be another two or three thousand dollar teacher raise next year. And uh, yeah, let's give it back to everybody, right? They pay taxes in, which I think is key. Let's don't just give it back to everybody. Let's give it back to Georgia taxpayers that have been paying money into the system. Right, and what she said is very elitist and racist. <laughs> I apologize to all the listeners. Uh, <laughs> it is, but look, our well, income, you know, ta- if, our income if, tax rates. If you stood, yeah. if you stood in the well and suggested that, and said, well, "Let's give it back, but only to those who paid in." Yeah, the, you, the other side would lose their mind, and there'd be a lot of Republicans that would lose their mind too. Like I, like I said, I think it's great that Georgia's got such a good economy. Our unemployment rate's really low. I would love to see the representatives and senators lowering the income tax a little bit more. I mean. It's almost getting to the point where the the surplus here is ten to fifteen percent every year. So let's start talking about lowering tax ink takes 15 percent and get it back down. Or eliminate the personal income tax in the state of Georgia. Yeah, altogether. Yeah, let's. Uh, hey, look, I own a corporation. I know that. I, I know. I, I would still end up. I would still have to pay for for Doctor Cool. But eliminate the personal income taxes in the state of Georgia. Yeah, but I'd, I'd like to eliminate corporate income tax for Dr. Cool. I think businesses don't pay taxes anyway. I think y'all, uh, I mean, I, I think you don't spend as much or you don't pay, you know, employees as much. I mean, taxes are, I, I just don't think companies pay taxes. They pay them, but I don't think 
they really pay taxes. So, and Georgia income tax for corporations is only about 4% of the total budget. You could easily take that down to zero. Uh, if you really want to, sure. if you want to see a lot of but economic growth, you you would never you would never get another vote if you did that. No, you couldn't. I mean, if you that, that's one of those hot topic issues where m- most people would like you to tax corporations more, but most people don't understand that corporations pay very little in taxes in Georgia already, which is which is a good thing to me. They employ people, well, they we, pay salaries, all that also, kind of stuff. Well, write off vehicles and, and yeah, and right, stuff. right, exactly. Yep. Uh, there, there's there are a lot of advantages to 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 working for yourself. Uh, not, not enough. My wife won't let me won't let me could do a whole hell of a lot. Like I would love to write off the trip to Boston. Yeah. Uh-uh. But I mean, That's look, the two people that two people that own the corporation are going. It's a it's a corporate retreat. <laughs> but look, we're in 2023. Uh, this is Governor Kemp's second year. He's going to have. I mean, can you imagine being the governor of the state of Georgia and having these kind of surpluses? You will get to spend a lot of money off your last two or three years in government. And again, this all goes towards him running for Senate in 2026. I mean, he's going to be able to go in and run for senator in 2026 and say. I gave teachers a $10,000 pay increase. I increase government employee salaries. I increase uh, first responder salaries. I mean, he's going to have a strong message when he runs for and Senate. It, it, but you cannot out-Democrat a Democrat. Uh, yeah. Uh, now, you can say, I, I, my state has a surplus. My state lowered taxes. My state returned tax money to the taxpayers. But once you start saying, I raised teacher pay, I did this for this group, this for that group, you cannot out-Democrat Ossoff. You I know. Can't. It's still going to be a strong message, though, especially up in the, the northern part of Atlanta where all the soccer moms are. So we'll see. But I think yeah. he, the point being there is he's going to have a lot of money to play with over the next few years uh, to give out to either employee salaries for government employees or for special type projects around Georgia. So we have Kamala and Pete, the transportation cat. <laughs> this was a, one of the funniest stories. Kamala tweeted yesterday, and she met with Pete Buttigieg, which is uh, transportation secretary. She said, a majority of domestic flights do not have accessible restrooms. This is absolutely unacceptable. Our administration will soon announce a solution to help in this in- inequity. So it sounds inequity. like... Inequity. Yeah, I never knew it was an equity not to have a, a larger bathroom on a domestic flight. And look, the long, what's the longest domestic flights? Four hours. Uh, so it sounds like depends on what you on what you consider domestic. Yeah, Atlanta to Honolulu is eight. Yeah, but Atlanta, yeah, but you got yeah Atlanta to L.A. stuff like that is more three and a half, four, four and half, five, five hours. Yeah. Yep. But it sounds like they're going to. So right now, if you're a single aisle aircraft, you do not have to accommodate. Uh, to people with disabilities. So it sounds like they're going to make airlines uh, with single aisle aircraft, which is mostly what I fly, you know, like three and three. Uh, they're going to make them have accessible lavatories for uh, for people now, uh, which is at least one. At least one, which is all that's going to do is take seat room up in these airplanes. Uh, so if they had a 160 seats, they're going to have 150 seats now, which is going to uh, get into how much money these airlines make. So what are the airlines going to do? They're going to raise the prices. And I think that's been a common theme coming off her tweet is, yeah, thank you, Vice President Harris, for raising the prices 
uh, of us flying to New York now. One of the crazier things to me about this is like, where does she find the time being vice president to come up with stuff like this? Like who in her office is saying, we got to go after the airlines because they don't have big bathrooms. Right. Look, if she used any more than one syllable words, <laughs> she didn't write that damn tweet. No. And Mayor, look, Mayor Pete Buttigieg is in this too. That dude is useless. I mean, Kamala Harris and Pete Buttigieg, are two of the most useless government employees there are. And, and nobody likes them. I mean, their political future was bright a couple of years ago, I guess. But I don't think they could win dog catcher anymore. They are so unpopular. That's that. You put you put Camilla in front of a camera. Oh, she's horrible. I, she's explaining AI. AI. That's just two letters. Yes. <laughs> it actually means artificial intelligence. Well, thank you. Yeah, Thank she's, you, look, she's Thank an affirmative action hire. I mean, we just, Supreme Court just shot affirmative action she down. Was a, but she was the, whole, the Attorney General of California. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, she's an attorney. Yeah. Can you imagine sitting in a, in a courtroom and she's the prosecutor and she goes, murder. That's where you kill another person on purpose. <laughs> I, I haven't I seen mean, many can, people, politicians, that that are that incompetent when it comes to speech. Most are. Most are a lot more eloquent than she is. She is terrible in front of a camera. Oh no, they have they have they have velvet, absolutely velvet tongues. <laughs> uh, I mean, they 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 could tell you to go to hell and make you enjoy the trip. Yes, exactly. You know, that, that that yeah, charm, and that's something I've always said about Bill Clinton. Is I didn't I disagree with most of what of what Bill Clinton said and did. But I'd sit down and have a beer with him. Yeah, he's a charmer. He really is. It's one of the reasons that Hillary never got close. Obama, same thing. Mm-hmm. Disagree with almost everything he stood for. Yep. Everything he did. But if uh, like he had the beer summit, I get an invitation to the Obama White House to sit down and have a beer with him. Yeah. Let's go have a conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I, Kamala calls me. No, no, no. Look, I know, I know. Look, I don't want to get sidetracked on this, but I don't know if you saw that. I agree with you. If Obama invited me to the White House, I'd go. If Biden invited me to the White House, I'd go. Trump was out in Las Vegas last weekend, and I don't know if you saw there were certain celebrities that went up and shook Trump's hand, and and these guys are getting roasted on the internet this week because they went up and shook an ex president's hand. Like, are we at that point in our society now? Yes, I mean Dana White look, and uh, Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. Yep. And if we're understanding, Guy Fieri is possibly one of the nicest people on earth. Yep. And even when if I, Satan walked in there, he would at least, at least extend his hand. Hundred percent. I, I, I've heard a lot about you. <laughs> and, and look, when I was in office, I took a photo one night uh, at an event with Bob Trammell, who was a minority leader at the time, and put it online. I have more people come after me because I, I was standing beside the Democrat minority leader in the House just having a conversation with him. Like he lives over in, uh, he lives a little south of LaGrange, really super guy, great family. He's a Democrat, right? Very moderate Democrat. People got mad because I was standing beside the guy at a function. But we may not like these politicians, but we got to get out of, you can't shake hands with someone you disagree with. I mean, that's... Silly and stupid. And first of all, anybody who's shocked that that Dana White would shake Trump's hand is is, is just <laughs> stupid. I know. I mean, I, I, uh, uh, it wasn't Donnie; it was Mark Wahlberg. Uh, 
the more famous brother. Yeah, he he moved he moved out of Hollywood. He he I don't I, I have no idea what Wahlberg's politics are. You know why? Because he makes movies. I know that's what he does. That's all I care about. And he makes good movies too. He goes home. He works out. Takes care of his kids. Reads scripts and then goes goes on shoots. Yep, that's it. What he does in the, inside the voting booth, I have no idea. I don't want to know. Yeah, I don't want to know. Don't knowing. want to know. And don't care. As much as I like Kid Rock, I don't need to know his politics. You know, that's 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 just fine. I mean, it it it, it, it cuts both ways. Yep. But just it also, Wahlberg's also is also known as one of the nicest people in Hollywood. Like, yes. If if Joe Biden was out trying to shake hands with the air, I'd, I'd just go up and shake his hand. Like, oh, go, here you go. Here's, here's, here's somebody to shake, shake hands with. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, you just, it's just giving people respect. It's just courtesy. So Larry Nasser, yep. Larry Nasser got shafted. I uh, got shanked. He probably got shafted too at some point. Got shanked uh, in federal prison. He is the uh, doctor who was abusing girls for, well over a decade, maybe even two decades, uh, on the gymnast team, with the U.S. team, the uh, Michigan State team. Yep. I mean, in front of their parents. Yes, and, this is sickening. Oh, yeah. And one of the things that I have a rule of thumb about, if you were having a medical procedure done, if, if, if a doctor's t- touching, touching you somewhere and not wearing gloves— I mean, so somewhere in the nether regions, not wearing gloves. <laughs> Something's wrong. It is very much. Uh, he actually wrote a book called uh, "The Power." I think it's, it's something to the power of the of the pelvic floor. What? Oh yeah, he, or he gave he gave talks about this. Jeez. About how how important it was to to because because he was he's an OD, an osteotrician or whatever it is. So he's 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 an MD essentially, but he did another three hundred to five hundred hours on body manipulation. Okay. So these parents would come to him, and they would see the list of champions he worked with, and they wanted their kids to be champions so much that that hey the the doctor the doctor put his fingers inside me, honey. He's a doctor. He knows what he's doing. Jeez. These parents were so interested in, in in getting getting their kids gold medals that that they were blind to it. Yep, and he got stabbed. So he's in a federal penitentiary down in Florida. It says he got stabbed twice in the neck, twice in the back, and six times in the chest. I don't know how they didn't kill the guy, but he's actually in a stable condition at this point. So they tried to kill him and and, and didn't finish the job. Yeah, well, those those shanks. They, uh, it's not quite as efficient as, as having a, a bench-made knife and, and just cut his throat. You're right. So, uh, hey, uh, let's figure out who that prisoner is and add something something to his uh, uh, his commissary account. <laughs> All right, so Chicago suburb starts uh, reparations. Yes, I've become really the first city. I know a lot of cities have started talking about this, especially out in California, but they're the first city to start paying reparations to qualifying black residents as what is seen as being a test run for the whole country. So this is the city of Evanston. Uh, they've already paid 16 locals. Uh, sounds like $25,000. Or actually, there's going to be 140 qualifying residents. that will get $25,000 each. 
So this town has about 75,000 people. 140 of them are qualified. I don't know what qualified means, uh, but they're going to get paid $25,000 each. And I don't know if this is a lump sum payment, if it's so much a month. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, this is reparations now, right? And it's starting to gain a lot of traction and momentum around the country in certain Democrat and, and liberal controlled cities. Uh, Tyrus Murdoch. Uh, wrestler Tyrus made the the best uh, best explanation of what reparations were for. The forty acres of mule was not a payment. It was not just to pay you off and shut you up. Mm-hmm. Back in the nineteenth century, land was your opportunity to build wealth. Yep. We already we have the opportunity now. Now. And in 1870, was that probably a good, would that have been a fair thing to do? Probably. Because we had the land. I mean, we had tons of land out west. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we're the, we are the land of opportunity. You, if you look, look at, we had, we had a, we have a a sometimes black vice president. Depends on whether she wants to be black or Asian that day. Uh, We've had a black president. Yep. Black Supreme Uh, Court justices. Black Supreme Court justices on both sides. Yes, both, both sides. Uh, both sides. No, nominated by Republicans and Democrats. Yep. Going all the way back to, to Marshall, we've had black Supreme Court justices. No, there's tons of opportunity these- out there. And I, I would get so frustrated when uh, it's mainly comes from Democrats again, but Democrats talk about how there's no opportunity for the black community to secede. And that's just it's just not true. There's tons of opportunity. Now, look, granted, some kids come from less. Uh, I mean, they don't come from good situations. Right. But this country, there is opportunity if you if you want to, if you want to excel. Colin Powell grew up poor, poor, poor. Mm-hmm. And he pulled him up himself up by the bootstraps. Yep. Got, got into college, commissioned in the army, did did several uh, uh, tours in Vietnam. Worked his way up, but and look, I, I didn't like what he what he endorsed Obama, I, I, but I always respected the man. I, I read his book when I was in high school. Yep. And I, I was just so impressed with it. Yeah, I remember that. And and, and him being pulled over by a uh, a cop in in South Georgia who was going to Fort Benning as, as a black man in, in a decent nice car. Uh, Condoleezza Rice, you know, we're a black Secretary of State. You know, it's it's the we have become colorblind. It's the other side that keeps pointing out the colors. Yes, it is. Every chance it's, it's, I get. It's the yeah, it's the people that, that want to keep keep a, a segment of the population down, pointing out those people are out to get you. And the rest of us are like, no, we don't really care. You know, take your shot, pay your money, take your chances. Like Work I, hard. Look, I think a lot of it is rich white liberals again, that they want to say that people don't have chance. I mean, you've seen these videos online where they say, you know, black people don't know how to they don't know how to use the Internet. They don't know how to get Wi-Fi. They don't know how to find where they vote. And then you go into the community and start. Yeah, you start interviewing people and they're like, do you know how to get an ID? And they're like, what kind of question is that? Do you know how to use a phone? Yeah. What kind of question is that? Like, Who's saying this kind of stuff that we don't know what to do? And they interview these white kids on college campuses now, these liberal college campuses. And that, that is being regurgitated out of their mouth all the time. 
that black people can't use a computer and don't know how to use the internet. Like, where are these kids getting this stuff from? And look, I, I have a, a true belief that there's a socioeconomic gap in this country. Mm-hmm. And there really is. Yep, I agree. Whether, whether it's, it's a black person in the inner city or if it's a poor white person. Have you ever seen The Wonderful Whites of West Virginia? Yes. Oh, jeez. Oh, it, it oh, oh, but you, you're talking about uh, you want to talk about some some poor people with poor education. Uh, and, I mean, look, watch it on an empty stomach because because you're going to puke. Yep, I've seen that the way the way, the, way those folks live. But it's it's lack of opportunity in in Appalachia in this in the inner city and and things like that. But it's not the role of government. Government needs to get out of the way. Yes. So I don't, I don't know, man. But this is a good time to remind you that these are our opinions and not those of anyone not on the show or any respective company for which we may work, own, or otherwise associate ourselves with on a regular or irregular basis. Also, you can find other episodes and relevant stories over the georgiavirtue.com. I've got the mule. <laughs> Usher's ex-wife is the dumbest human of the week. I didn't know this was Usher's ex-wife either when I saw this. So I'm glad you clarified that. Okay, so t- eleven years ago, t- tragic. Yes, it her, is. Her son was was tubing behind a boat. This was a family party, and got hit by a jet skier, and he held on for I think a week or ten days, mm-hmm. and, and finally succumbed to his injuries. And she is yelling that the lake is just too dangerous. Well, let's get get to the facts of this. The person that hit the kid was a family friend. He was part of the party. Uh, I didn't know that. He was following behind on a jet ski. Okay. Uh, he did four or five years in, in prison for, uh, uh, I can't remember, a vessel, uh, uh, using a vessel incorrectly, mm-hmm. a, a, a vessel homicide and something else. He did four or five years in prison for it. Uh, and she says she's forgiven him. But her plan is to drain the lake. <laughs> And clean it up and refill it. Yeah, I don't even know how that's possible. Lake Lanier. Yes. Lake Lanier. <laughs> Lake Lanier. Now, look, my wife will not go on Lake Lanier. She thinks that place is haunted. Supposedly, what there's a city uh, that was flooded yeah, to make the, Lake Lanier. The, the, the town of Lanier. Or ta- yeah, it's town of yeah Lanier, my wife swears there's, uh, you know, a lot of people die on Lake Lanier, I guess. And she thinks it's the spirits in the lake. But draining that thing, can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine the, the the EPA losing their minds with all the fish that are in there? Oh, I know. And where does the lake, where does Lake Lanier drain out of? I forget when you come out of that. That's the Chattahoochee. It's the Chattahoochee. So Chattahoochee comes in and out of Lake Lanier. Okay. Attempting to drain that lake, one, would flood almost everything downstream. Yeah. Uh, I have seen Lanier during a, during a drought. It looked like Mars. Yes, I remember. A couple of years ago, it was and, really bad. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, and, and, I, and I was and I, when I was working and coming at the time, I drove up to one of the one of the parks, and the water was three hundred yards off this park. Mm-hmm. And it just looked like just a, a, a the Mars landscape between between the the edge of the grass where the the park ended and where the water began. There's no draining that lake. Now, if, if you want to get together with some volunteers and go pick up trash or get in boats and find floating logs and, and things like that and pick them up, yeah, go hey, right ahead. I'm all for it. Yep. But a lot of people depend on water from that lake. And not just that, the, the people downstream depend on it too. 
all the way down, all the way down for the mollusk fishermen down in Florida. You can't. You, it, she, she's an idiot. <laughs> One, she's she's blaming lake conditions for her own family friend killing her kid. Well, our mules are usually idiots, and uh, she fits right in. Yeah, she does. So, Mesha Maynor switches parties over one vote. Yeah, I thought this was funny this week. Or Misha. Yeah, I think it's Misha Maynor. She's a representative in the Atlanta area. If, if, if you remember, she was the one Democrat last year that voted for the school choice bill in Georgia. Now, the school choice bill ultimately failed in Georgia, but she voted against it. And she said, and look, her she's completely right on this topic. She said, I'm voting for school choice because the kids in my uh, in my area that I represent, they need to have the ability to to go somewhere else because our schools are not good. Hey, give one for her, right? She did right. So this week, she decided she's just going to switch from team blue to team red and become a Republican, really thus ending her political career because she's in an 89% district, uh, Democrat district uh, in her area. What? Yeah, I mean, look, you don't have to leave the party to disagree with your party. Exactly. And and take coming over and calling yourself Republicans, so Republicans could go and take one more R and put it up on the board so look at our majority, that doesn't help. If she's going to vote 90% of the time with, with her former party, that's not going to help anything. Look, that's why, I thought, just, that's why I thought this was so silly. Um uh, you know, Republicans came out and you would have thought it was Christmas in July this week because almost every Republican in the state tweeted, welcome to the party, you know, Representative Maynard. Like, is this really what we, we want Democrats becoming Republicans when they only have one issue in common? I mean, she voted with Democrats on 99 percent of legislation last year in the state house. She voted Republicans on one house vote. That does not make you a Republican because you you agree with one vote, but do you know how much money she's going to get? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, from, from the from the party, I don't. Th- I mean, she's going to get. I'm not sure she will because of thousands she's of dollars. Yeah, but I'm not sure she will. She's in an 89 percent Democrat district. I mean, she's losing in a primary next March. I mean, she's she's out, right? I mean, she's not going to win next next March. She's done. So I'm not sure they'll pour much money into the district. But I just think it's funny that these. Republicans in name only, which a lot of people refer to those as rhinos, are just like, yeah, come on over. You're a Republican now because you voted on us one time, while 99% well, of the other time you voted mansion, against us. Mansion jumping parties. Yes. Because he votes with Republicans on energy. Yep. And look, Manchin has to. I mean, he, he represents coal miners. Yep. So every time they come out and say, we want to eliminate coal, he's like, no. So it's not that Manchin's a Republican by any stretch of the imagination. And I guarantee you if Manchin came out and said, I'm switching parties, there, again, there'd be a ticker tape parade through the halls of Congress. Yeah, I know. No doubt. But, it, it, you know, he and Sinema both, both have, are, are both middle of the road Democrats that, that will occasionally vote with Republicans. Yep. That makes that makes them independently minded. That doesn't make them Republicans. Yep. Hey, look, I respect it. If if even if Republican gives me a good reason for voting with Democrats or what his reason is, mm-hmm. okay, okay, I I, I I I understand it. Yep, doesn't mean I agree with it. it means I understand it. 
God, I got a mighty uh, the the team politics on this. Is no, just, the team politics is, is terrible. I mean, there's no, yeah, there, there's no ideology any longer. It's just team. I mean, this is like having two baseball teams and just one one person switching over. I mean, it's just it's just dumb at the end of the day. And Republicans celebrating this. I mean, they just fall right into the trap. If it means we get school choice, fine. Whatever. Yeah, but 16 Republicans voted against school choice. So are they Democrats now? I mean, should they? Right. I mean, would the Democrat Party welcome the 16 House Republicans that voted against school choice? I'm assuming the Democrats wouldn't welcome those members because they don't believe in most of the stuff Democrats believe in, right? So- oh, no. If they, if, they got, if they were able to give themselves the the theoretical lead yes they would welcome them <laughs> yeah with open arms. yeah if they could give them a speaker of the house yeah they would that, yeah they would welcome them too so but yeah both teams are terrible <laughs> right <laughs> oh this issue right so i mean on this one they are yeah is bidenomics working the name is silly in the first place every time i see the white house tweeting they keep talking about biden Economics. So they've come up with this new word, uh, whereas Joe Biden's well, economy. No, they didn't come up with it. His opponents did. <laughs> when they started to tie tie things to the economy, they say this is Bidenomics, and and Biden says, "I'll take, I'll take it, and own it." Yeah, so he took it and he ran with it. Um, you know, this just goes towards the bigger conversation, though, because I mean, if you look at CPI, inflation is down. CPI numbers came out this week; it's down uh, to lowest it's been in a while. They said CPI was up 2% of June relative to May and 3% compared to June 2022. So number this is like not spending as much money as you were spending, right? So, so the numbers are still not good, but they're not as bad as they have been. Uh, but but inflation's down. It has gone down from 9.1%. Look, I'm kind of laughing at this. But uh, but look, the, the index, or I mean, the uh, stock market's booming this year. The S&P index fund, which a lot of people track, is up 18%. Unemployment rates, 3.6%. Used car prices are coming down. I don't know if you saw that this week. Look, I think it's got nothing to do with Joe Biden, but I think it's going to give him some leeway in next year's election because he will be able to point to a strong stock market, low unemployment numbers, and inflation going down. So it's going to be interesting how Republicans challenge what's going on economically. Now, look, we are 30 to 60 days away from the 2024 vehicles coming out, and the lots are full of of e-vehicles. Yes. And they're going to have to start discounting them deeply to get them off the lot. People don't want them. One, people can't afford them. It's, it's uh, let's just say 60000 Well, on top of that, You've also got to get a home charger. Can't just plug that sucker into the wall. Yeah, yeah, the home chargers are expensive also. Right. So you've got to get a home charger just just for this vehicle. Yep. And then you still have range issues. Uh, people don't want them, especially in the South. Now, look, if you live in Atlanta, you live in Decatur, maybe around Savannah, you, you, you see a good uh, quite a few of them. I'll see the occasional Tesla on the road. But like out here, and I'm sure down there, Nothing beats your pickup truck. Nah, there's trucks everywhere. Nope. And I agree. The, the, the cyber truck is ugly as hell. <laughs> yes, the, it's the terrible. Rivian, ugly. Well, plus they have, they have no utility. They, they, they don't they don't have a big enough bed. They it just they have no utility to them. And, and both the the Tesla folks and the Rivian folks came, wanted to come up with this space space age idea. Yep. 
of looking like a lunar rover. And like, no, I need I need space in the bed of my pickup truck. Yeah, but I mean, I, you know, we've talked about this some before outside of the car stuff that, you know, is is our economy better when a Democrat's in the White House and Republicans control Congress? I don't know. I, mean, I don't. Yeah, you know, I think if you look back, the economy was good. I mean, Clinton did. I mean, Clinton had a pretty good economy, right? With with a Republican controlled Congress. Uh, it was also the dot com boom. It was. Uh, yeah. And I guess you got to look at the times, uh, you know, the times and maybe Democrats are just getting lucky. Maybe Biden's getting lucky right now. And we're going to have, uh, you know, the next couple of years are going to be really good from a economic standpoint. Uh, and then maybe, you know, the next president comes in, has has a recession coming. So I don't know if it's this president as much as it is kind of the ebb and flow of the economy. But right it's now, cyclical. right now, things are booming, right? I mean, they're. Well, the president can certainly crush an economy, raising taxes, that kind of stuff. Uh, but, you know, do tax cuts help the economy? Probably. And look, do, do do free handouts help the economy? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Because you go out and buy stuff. Yep. Uh, but, you know, those $6 checks that went to $6 TVs at Walmart helped Walmart a little bit, but helped China a lot. Oh, and look, and this week they came out where student, you know, student loan payments are about to come back for college loans. They said 50% of the, 50% of the people have student loans spent money because they didn't think they were going to pay back those loans. So instead of saving up because they've got to pay them now, 50% of the population said they went out and bought other stuff with that money. And now they're going to be, now they're going to struggle to pay their loans back. Uh, So you're right. I mean, if you dump a bunch of money into the system, you're going to have a pretty good economy if the government's just pumping trillions of dollars in. Right. Absolutely. So, on that happy news, Kenny, what is your uh, closing thought? Oh, well, my closing thought is not that happy. We had a, a member of the Griffin community this week that owns a local coffee shop. She actually had a wreck this week and passed away. And it's been one of those, you know, when you look on Facebook and everybody is talking about someone, uh, you know, you obviously know what kind of impact they had in the community. So her name was Marie Thompson Sanders on Black Smoke, Black Smoke Coffee in the uh, Orchard Hill area in Griffin. But very, very sad news. Uh, car accident this week. She didn't make it. But yeah, her family was super people. And it's one of those like little local coffee shops where everybody stops in. You know, you're either stopping in, you're getting on the Internet, you're reading a book or you're getting a coffee before you go to school in the morning. So we uh, all praying for her family and, and her husband during this time. Absolutely. Well, the only thing I have is if you like what you hear, Please like and share us on social media. Uh, if you don't like what you hear, please share us with your friends so they can suffer right along with you. <laughs> uh, big thanks to Eric Cumbie, our editor. To my partner in this endeavor, Ken Pullen. I'm Dave Roberts. We'll talk to you next week. Catch me howling at the moon